Thanks for checking out today's episode of 9750. So I had the opportunity um, to sit down with Kyle Mallard. And maybe opportunity is not the right word because he is um, the intern at the of the young adult ministry here at Westside. And since I'm the young adult pastor and he is my intern, I may have forced his hand to sit down and have a recorded conversation with me. But Kyle's in the middle of a series um, with our young adults on Wednesday nights, and he's doing a fantastic job. And so what I wanted him to do was just to sit down and kind of do a, hey, here's where we've been for the last two weeks in the series, and here's where we're going. And, um, and so if you know Kyle, you know he's passionate about whatever he's talking about, especially when he's talking about the gospel. And so um, I really do think uh, just hearing from Kyle is going to encourage you. And, uh, and so I just want to say thanks for checking out today's podcast. And I hope that our conversation encourages you to, uh, to check out Kyle Mallard's Kingdom Life series. Hope you enjoy. All right. Well, I'm here with Kyle Mallard. And Kyle is the young adult intern here at Westside Baptist Church. And um, I'm going to let Kyle tell you a quick second about uh, who he is and uh, what he's doing in his life, all the exciting things that are going on. Oh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of exciting things. Um, so my name is Kyle, and uh, I'm, the, as Ryan said, the young adult ministry intern here at Westside. And so God called me to ministry, uh, I think it's, it's been two years, two years ago. And um, so I'm just pursuing him, and so I'm serving here right now at Westside. Uh, going to school at UNF, I'll finish up this fall and graduate, and I'll be heading off to seminary at a Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kentucky, and I'll start there in the spring. So that's, very educated. That's where I'm very, at. So. Very educated. Um, so with Kyle being an intern, and he's been doing it for a little over a year now, mm-hmm. uh, which is hard to believe. Um, but um, one of the big things was uh, back in May or April. I think we sat down and said. All right, you're going to September. Yeah, I know. Is, I know. We're heading into October. Yeah, so it's unbelievable. Time is rather fast. Um, so back in April, or sometimes in the spring, we sat down and I said, Kyle, you're going to get four weeks uh, in a row to, to teach our young adults uh, on a mid, or during our midweek service. And so that's what he is in the middle of right now. And, um, and so, Kyle, I want you to tell everybody what your series is. And, uh, and kind of why you went about choosing this series as a whole. Yeah, so the name of, uh, of the series is Kingdom Life. Um, and so we're just going through the Sermon on the Mount. And it's very much a, a bird's eye view because, as you know, there's a whole lot of material there. And pastors spend, you know, a week on each verse almost. So we're really just kind of skimming through it. Um, it's a four-week series. And I, I chose, I feel like God led me to this Sermon on the Mount because, I mean, it's just very crucial teachings of Jesus, right? And so as Christians, we're following Christ, we're following Jesus. And of course, the Holy Spirit has, has spoken um, in the whole through the whole Bible, and all of it is the Word of God. But I just love to look at the Gospels and the accounts of Jesus and the teachings of Jesus that are recorded there. Um, so I just feel like as believers, like these are crucial teachings, not that they're necessarily better, but um, I, I just find it intriguing that these are the teachings of Jesus. And so that's where I kind of felt led and, and wanted to go just to look at, you know, Jesus' teachings in Matthew, so. Okay, so. Uh, Did you want me to kind of outline it a little bit more? Well, series, you're, I was going to say, you're halfway through it, all right? So we've done two weeks out of the four. 
So, you know, I guess in a Reader's Digest way, which I don't even know, that's a cliche statement, I guess, mm -hmm. now because, or uh, whatever, nobody even reads. Yeah, nobody, read, nobody reads anymore. So. so, yeah, nobody reads for one, and nobody <laughs> definitely reads the Reader's Digest. But I mean, that's why we're doing this, uh, right? Because <laughs> nobody reads. We're just got to do podcasts. So. That's exactly right. Well, for all 15 of you out there, we're Ooh. doing this. Um, but we believe you read if you're listening to this. But, um, so yeah, tell them, I guess, maybe uh, where you've been, all right? And, um, and then we'll talk about where you're going with it. All right, so... Um, I actually started off, before I started the series, I talked to Ryan and we kind of outlined it. Um, and he actually brought about this good suggestion because I'm I'm not going in detail through it. And Did I'm you hear that, Charity? A good suggestion. <laughs> but I'm actually uh, just, it's almost like an overview. It's almost um, as if I'm speaking topically, if you will, through the Sermon on the Mount, um, although I'm going through all the scripture. So he suggested that I would start at the end um, because when you really look at the Sermon on the Mount, it's to the disciples. It's to... Uh, the followers of Jesus, but I mean, as we know in the church, we at least in the American church, um, not everyone who claims to be a Christian um, is a follower of Christ. It, it's easy to get caught up in the culture, and so um, I, I think it was really important before we looked at what Jesus is teaching to those who are already in His kingdom. It was important to make sure that you are in His kingdom, right? That that you that Jesus is your King, and so actually at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus seems to address the crowds a little bit more. Um, and gives four warnings in particular. So that's where we started actually in the end in Matthew chapter 7. And we looked at these last four warnings, which many people are familiar with, uh, this idea of these two rows or two paths, right? The narrow gate and the wide gate. Um, and then we see that, you know, a tree is known by its fruits. And so he's talking about false prophets and uh, false disciples, and, and you'll know them by their fruit. Um, and then one of the scariest passages, I think, in all of Scripture in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23 um, where he says to the man, um, or where the man says to Jesus, you know, Lord, Lord, we did all these things in your name. And he says to them, I never knew you. Uh, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So that's a warning to a, a false disciple, someone who genuinely thought they were part of God's kingdom, but they didn't know Jesus. Jesus wasn't their king. And then uh, the last little illustration that Jesus gives, the last warning, um, is the two houses which represent our lives, one that's built on sand and one that's built on the rock. But the, the thing here is that Nobody intentionally builds a house to fall, right? So both of these people um, thought their house was going to stand, but we see on the last day of judgment when the storms come, only one truly stands. And so I, I think what's interesting, though, is that the crowds here are the religious people. And so I think it's necessary when we're you know talking to the church to realize that there will be people who are in our churches who on the last day will stand before Christ and he will look at them and say, I never knew you. And so the reason why I started at the end is because I think that Jesus, I, I think it's important to not just look at these teachings in Matthew um, as just kind of some new law, but just to make sure that Jesus is your king, that you've repented, that you've turned, that you've trusted in Christ, and then look at, you know, what it looks like to be a part of his kingdom. And so that's where we started last night um, is in Matthew chapter five. And we looked at the setting for the Sermon on the Mount. We looked at the Beatitudes um, and we looked at Jesus' illustration of the salt and the light. And so we really looked at these blessings for those who are in the kingdom. These are those who are the citizens of God's kingdom. Um, and there's a, there's a whole lot there uh, within these blessings, but we just try to better understand them, that it's not some new law, but these are um, us living out our citizenship in God's kingdom, becoming more like Jesus. Um, and just, these are really just descriptors 
um, of those in the kingdom and ultimately promises for present and future promises uh, for those who are blessed, who are living like Christ. Um, and and then, last night, sorry, last night you had a, you had a, this kingdom, you had a cool phrase and you said it's like an upside down kingdom or a backwards yeah. kingdom. Right? Yeah, but it's, um, I really like that language, which I, I stole that from a pastor that I listened to, but that's yes, okay. this idea, okay. it's okay. I mean, everything's really <laughs> yeah, it's, stealing. I mean, we're stealing. There's, there's nothing new. It's that's simply right. borrowed um, and repurposed, refurbished and. Yeah. And, and so it's this idea of the upside down kingdom. And so if you think about the way the kingdom of America works, right, it's the, the ones who are the prideful, the ones who are the go-getters, the ones who are willing to step on people and push their own agenda to rise to power. Um, but really we, we look at the kingdom of God and it's actually completely upside down from that, right? It's the humble that will be exalted. It's the lowly in heart. It's the ones who are last that will end up being first. And so really that's what these blessings are. Like if you just looked at this, um, from kind of our mindset of what a blessing is or our mindset of what happiness is, you would leave here really confused, right? I mean, this is completely counter to what our culture says. Um, it's counter to what our culture says, how people are blessed. I didn't word that right, but, um, so, so these blessings are really interesting and the promises are, are very um, sweet and ones we should kind of cherish and hold on to. And it's it's these promises are guaranteed to those who are in the kingdom of God. And, and the people who are in the kingdom should reflect kind of the attitudes um, that we see here. And we're, and we're ultimately blessed by that, which means we're in right relationship with God. So it's this deeper, fuller sense of happiness and joy. Um, and then we ended, I think, with a really important illustration by Jesus of the salt and the light. Um which I, I would in my study, I I realized some really interesting implications of what it means to be salt and how in this time in Jesus's day, salt was actually commonly used for an agricultural purpose to to go to the dead and barren places and produce growth. And in the same way, we're supposed to go out into the lost and the broken and the hurting places, um, living this blessed life. You know, living these attitudes this, in this upside down kingdom, uh, bringing the message of the kingdom, but also putting hands. Um, in feet to our words that we're proclaiming. Um, and so that's kind of where we ended last night. Um, and then moving forward, um, I haven't perfectly outlined it, but I know generally where I'm going. Uh, we're going to okay, start. Well, let, let me let me start there. All right. So you've got two more weeks. <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, without giving everything away, because, I mean, I don't want you to preach your sermon now. Mm-hmm. And then somebody will be like, well, I listened to the three-minute clip, and then <laughs> I don't have to show up. We want you to be here. Uh, the next two weeks but that's it so you're talking to a 22 year old right 21 20 no 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 no. you you're i know you're mr you're 21 okay you as a 21 year old okay you're talking to a 22 year old and he says why should i cook she says why should i come why should i hear what you have to say about kingdom life over the next few weeks why would you tell them they need to be there what 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 do they what do you want them to to hear? What do you want them to learn over the next two weeks? More I than mean, anything. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, well, first, why do I want them to be there? Um, I mean, because these are Jesus' teachings, and kind of like I was saying earlier, why I chose um, the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, this is the one whom we're supposed to be imitating and following. I mean, Jesus is um, is everything, right? And so, ultimately, we're not just looking at my opinion, right? Because, honestly, if I, was, if I was writing this story, I would say, blessed are, you know, the rich, right? And so, hopefully, you know, God's going to bless us with it. This is completely counter uh, what hashtag we naturally... Blessed. Hashtag blessed. I mean, there you. Of course, right? if, you're, if you're doing it nowadays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But these are Jesus' words. These are um, what our Lord and Savior 
um, is teaching us. And so that's why I think um, you should come just to, to look at God's word, look at scripture, not just somebody's opinion. I mean, yeah, so. no, that's good, man. That's good. All right, Kyle. So uh, come, come join us on uh, 815 on Wednesday nights. Hear the rest of the series, uh, Kingdom Life, as uh, Kyle continues to teach. Um, now, Kyle, I want to know, you have two more weeks. <clears throat> What's the over-under? Over-under, I'll say four and a half. Okay, do you know over-under? Do you know how over-under works? No, I don't. Really you know. have to choose. I'm going to give you the number, four and a half. You have to choose more times or less times. That you tear up. <laughs> in the oh, next, in the next, in the two, next weeks? two weeks, you got two weeks. I mean, no, the, the real tearjerker was was well, that was two weeks ago. Two weeks now. ago. I mean, that was, that those, was those were some tough words. Yeah. Uh, from Jesus. Um, so I mean, we've got the righteousness of Christ coming up next week. Him fulfilling the law for us. So that one's probably gonna be a little tearjerker. I know. <laughs> um, I mean, that's a lot of grace there, and. Uh, Probably under, but under? close, close. Right, like, probably hitting see. right at, right. If at. I was a betting man, I'd take over because I'm known as the weeping prophet around here. Yeah, no, man, you always get passionate. I love that because uh, I don't think you know. Um, I don't think I, I, I definitely don't think I show uh, passion or emotion enough when talking about some of these things, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the great things about when you read scripture or when you when you understand, you know, you see Paul's brokenness that drove him. Yeah. it was his passion. For seeing lost souls, men and women who are walking apart from Christ, be connected to yeah. the purpose and to the grace of Christ, and and I'm willing to bet that in prison and uh, in journeys that there were many tears shed. Yeah, for sure. And I think sometimes we get very stoic about our plea mm-hmm. to a lost world, you know, yeah. and we kind of go. So I think tears are are very good, and honestly, um, not uh, not seen around uh, enough in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. So. As we kind of wrap up our time because we try to be under 15 minutes with every conversation, yeah. no matter Sorry, how. This, like I said, this ordinary. is a lot of material. Oh, no, <laughs> to no, cover. Yes. You're good. You're good. Okay. This is good. This is good. Uh, all right. So now, in your 21 years, 21 years, right? Um, what would be the thing that makes you most optimistic about your generation and in regards to the gospel and the church? Uh, I would say the most encouraging, um, the most encouraging thing is that many people aren't about faking it. I mean, there's this polarization now. I mean, it's not, there's less and less riding the fence. And of course, you'll always have those people who are kind of uh, lukewarm in the church, but more and more um, people are willing to stand up and say, you know, what? I don't believe this anymore, you know, um, and they're willing to challenge, which is, which is a sad thing, but I think is also, you know, helpful in a way that, that we're not going to have to like worry about whether people truly are saved or not, because there's going to be a greater divide, um, which I think then will allow us just to shine even brighter. Um, so it, it's a sad thing, but I think it is also encouraging that there's uh, people who will leave the faith, um, who are never a part of us. I think that says, uh, is that John that says that? I think I think it's in First John um, that says that. But so I think there will people will be people who depart. Um, but what's encouraging is that I think we'll see more and more radical followers of Jesus because they'll have to be yeah. if they're going to be committed to God and committed to his kingdom um, and truly um, trust in Christ, then they're going to have to truly live out their faith and live out the gospel. So I think I think that's encouraging. Yeah, yeah I think I think you're right. I think as cultural Christianity kind of fades into the background, 
you don't get to hide in yeah. cultural Christianity anymore. So you either are following Jesus or you align yourself as someone who's yeah. not. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the terms have become a little bit more d- distinguished. Yeah. And I think the I think a cool mark of this generation is that is uh, people are much more comfortable saying, nah, it's not for me. Or if they're here, they're here and they want something. They're, yeah. they're you know, and it's a much uh, more enjoyable, profitable in those conversations mm-hmm. and in those moments. So, all right. Um, now let's wrap up our time. Let's do a quick, I'm going to ask you just random questions and you have to answer them immediately. Yes or no questions? Not necessarily. Okay. You know, so we're hitting that. you have to go with the first thing. First thing goes on your mind and then we're done. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> you should be. You should be. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Favorite color? Blue. Favorite movie? Oh. Oh. I don't know. I don't Passion think... of the Christ. <laughs> Passion of the Christ. I'm joking. As you know, I'm not, I'm not much of a movie, but I mean, I like movies. I like... I, I don't know. My favorite show is Stranger Things. That's the only show I've really kept up with. You've, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of count we, that. Can we count that? We'll, count that. Okay. we'll kind of okay. count that. Favorite song? It's a song you just put in your car and you just start singing no matter how bad you sound. Come Thou Fount. Come Thou Fount. Man, Passion of the Christ, Come Thou Fount. Um, all right. Favorite book of the Bible? Romans. Yes, I would have, I, I would have answered that for you. Favorite book besides the Bible? Mm. Something already came to your head. You gotta say it. Lagging around. I was gonna say something, something by Piper, but <laughs> something by Piper. Just pick one. Desiring God. Desiring God. All right. And favorite. I guess we. You can. I guess your answer to the song could answer this. I was gonna say favorite song you sing in church. I mean, yeah, either that or Jesus. I I, I do like hymns. Yeah, I, I like hymns, but like solid, solid hymns. Solid hymns. So get hymns of grace. All right. That's a. Hymnal by uh, I, think so, John, I think John MacArthur's. Give me that old time religion. That's, that's not. Right. That's not one of your. No. Give me that old. No, I mean I like contemporary stuff religion. too, but uh, I don't. I just I like the I like lyrics. I'm very. I'm with uh, you. I like lyrics. I'm with you. So. Hymns have good theology yeah. in their music, and it's not a lot of a. Yeah, exactly. There's not yeah. that stuff. So exactly. you're welcome. All right, and anybody <laughs> steals that uh, little chorus that I gave you. <laughs> Puts that on their next worship album. That's great. You can. All right. <laughs> Anyways, Kyle, I appreciate you sitting down and kind of talking about kingdom life and uh, always and some other things. And um, again, come hang out with us on a Wednesday night and check out uh, the rest of our kingdom life series uh, this Wednesday um, at eight fifteen. Hey, thanks for checking out today's conversation on 9750 with Kyle Mallard. I really do hope uh, his passion for uh, his series was evident uh, to you and that it encouraged you um, as he's just uh, been prepping and really been praying about what uh, God would have him to share with our young adults. And so we really do hope uh, that you will find your way uh, to join in with us um, and hear what he's got to say over the next couple weeks. Um, But also... Um, on 9750, this weekend we will be uploading our conversation, my conversation that I had with Colin Douglas concerning week three of the Jacksonville Jaguars and their upcoming game against the Baltimore Ravens over in London <laughs> with fish and chips and stuff. Um, 
That's the best I can do on the British accent, and I would like to go ahead and apologize to my wife and my kids. Um, but you can be looking forward to uh, listening to that conversation uh, this weekend. Again, thanks for checking out 9750. Hope you have a great afternoon.